Hi, and welcome back to On Track Tips. My name is Jason Weiser, and you're listening to Get On Track, Stay On Track. And we're helping your small business one expert at a time. And today, our expert is James Wedmore. That's right, James Wedmore is right here at On Track Tips, taking our questions today about YouTube and product launch. The title of today's event is How to Launch Your First Product Using YouTube. And for those of you that don't know James Wedmore, I'm telling you what, he's a rock star. He's a superstar. He's a guru. He's a genius. He's an expert extraordinaire. He is the best of the best, and I'm honored to have him right here at On Track Tips. Now, that's my version of his bio. His version's considerably more humble. Here's how his official bio reads. He says that he's armed with a degree from one of the top 10 film schools in the country. James set out to utilize the power of video and visual storytelling to revolutionize how we interact on the internet, and he's done that. And after several successful ventures, including an online bartending school, James founded Video Traffic Academy, an online YouTube marketing training program that has enrolled over 10,000 small business owners and entrepreneurs all over the country. He's been featured on numerous sites such as entrepreneur.com, Rise to the Top, Mixergy, and many more. He's been the guest instructor on three creative live workshops, and today, He's hosting James Wedmore TV. I mean, look at talk about production. This guy bangs it out of the park with his production on his YouTube channel, which has been viewed over a million times. His mission is simple. Show business owners how to create and execute effective video marketing campaigns without spending a lot of time or money. James Wedmore, welcome to On Track Tips. And that's all the time we have for today. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's not even all the housekeeping. You know what? I've got a little more. It's like Guy Kawasaki. I got through my housekeeping. He was like, man, I'm exhausted already. But <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, we got to pay the bills, so here we go. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I'm honored and, and flattered. I appreciate it, Jason. <laughs> well, uh, man, I, well, I'm going to get to why I'm just so glad to have you on the show. We're going to get to that in just a minute here. But for those of you that are watching, you know that here at On Track Tips, we love Twitter. And right now, we've got a tweet chat happening over on Twitter using the hashtag OnTrackTips. Today's Twitter question, do you have a YouTube channel? If you do, tell us the link. Share it with us. Over there on Twitter, using the hashtag OnTrackTips. Also, start asking James questions over there, and we'll be get, glad to uh, get to those. And I want to make sure to thank today's sponsor, Repurpose.pro. Asking the question, do you struggle with creating enough content for your small business? Do you find there's not enough time to spend blogging and posting? Have you considered creating one piece of content, repurposing it over and over for maximum reach, and less work. Repurpose.pro, it's a step-by-step -step process that'll help you and your team take one piece of content, like this interview, for example, and easily turn it into a blog post, a podcast, a video, a slideshare, and so much more. Repurpose.pro, your solution for content creation. And lastly, head on over to OnTrackTips.com, that's my website, and over there you're going to find the big red button. Push it. Get in contact with me, and I'm going to go find you another expert to help you and your small business. Experts like James Wedmore, Chris Brogan, Guy Kawasaki, Andrea Vall, and so many more. Now, that's the end of the housekeeping. I bet you guys want to hear from James Wedmore, so let's get started. All right. James, you have created so many products. I mean, your products are top-notch, hyper-polished. I love it. You're a real inspiration to me. I'm getting ready to launch a product myself. So I want you to take us back to that early day. What was it uh, What was it like when you first launched your, or first of all, what was your first product? And tell us just a little bit, a little story, a fun story about launching your first product. Well, if we go all the way back, Jason, we're going to have to go back to my bartending product, which was the first product I made. This was like... 
like every entrepreneur has that moment in their life where they like literally do the math and think like this is how they're going to make their millions. You know, like if I could just create this one product, sell it for $100 and then sell it to a million people, like I'm going to be a gajillionaire. And so it was the end of 2007. I was working as a bartender and a, and a bartender at like par private parties and, and events and stuff. And um, I don't know how I came up with the idea, but I made a bet with my dad. I said, I bet I can make more money um, at, uh, selling a, a, a product that teaches people how to bartend than, than actually being a bartender. Uh, and that was the start. I was November of 2007. That started that like, oh, I need a website. And oh, I need to learn how to do every single thing under the sun. Um, six months later, we made our first sale. Uh, like sacrificed everything. Yeah, I had to move back home with my parents. I'm like, this is going to work. I'm going to do this. And um, uh, But yeah, eventually, uh, April 18, 2008, I made my first first sale. And that like that got me hooked. Then it was like, what, what was working with that? Other people wanted to know. And so I was like, well, YouTube is working. I use YouTube to get my to get my customers, and then I in 2011 I created a course called Video Traffic Academy, uh, which we launched in August September of 2011, and it generated $400,000 in sales, uh, and the product was 100 bucks. So it was um, it was super super exciting. That product still sells uh, to this day, and I've yes, as you've said, gone on to create several more which you say are awesome I think they all suck like I'm so hard on myself and like it's never good enough and um, but you know you at one point you gotta get over your perfectionism well you, you've raised the bar on products and uh, you know there's a lot of products that get launched out there there's a lot of people doing the uh, strategy that says um, you know I'm gonna sell it I'll sell it first and then I'll build it enough if enough people buy it what do you think about that strategy I actually I actually love that um, right. I, I, I love it. it it just I like to put a little structure into that so what we do all the time is we call it the boot camp model, and um, we will we will sell people into a live version of the course. However, a lot of things are already in place. I, I know what the product is. I know that there's an outline and a structure. So if I said tomorrow I want to create a course on, um, um, which I I did uh, Facebook advertising, and I didn't want to sit down and create the course and spend months doing it how I would do that is I would create an outline and I'd say okay I want to teach it for four weeks and week one I want to talk about this, week two I want to talk about this and, and, and we can go into the methodology behind why you would select what you select for each week because uh, I think that's really important but um, I wouldn't create the content I would just have an outline and then you can write an outline if I put a gun to your head and I said make an outline for XYZ course you could have that to me in 60 minutes or less not the course just the outline and then you and then you sell it and say, hey, this we're gonna do this live together. You're gonna, and that's actually more valuable. Like, what's more valuable, going to a personal trainer or reading an ebook on how to lose weight? You know, the personal trainer. So anytime people get the live interaction where the students help to create the course, it's gonna be a better experience, and you can actually sell it for more. And you're creating it live. Then we record the training, and then we can we can set it as more of a passive uh, autopilot. Um, income type product yeah if that makes sense no it does so when did you figure out that okay with your bartending school um, yeah. you launched that out you started making some sales but when did you like make that transition uh, from the bartending to the YouTube in terms of the processes that you used um, like when, when you used your bartending school you probably did it launched it a certain way made a ton of mistakes and then you redid it 
talk a little bit about that transition between the yeah, two products. There's, well, there's been a lot of transitions. I wish, you know, a lot of people talk, their stories are so, so beautiful. I just like, you know, they have this one little moment in their life and everything changed. And, and I feel like mine's been about a million of little moments. Um, and, and, but I always, it's like, I'm so grateful for that time. And that's why I always bring up the bartending because it was, I, uh, my girlfriend broke up with me. All my friends left me. I had to move back in with my parents and I was living off of the $5 footlong Subway sandwiches, you know, five bucks and you, you get a footlong, you got two meals now. And, and so like there, it was a dark time for me, but the only thing kept me going was this product. I, I bought a 950 page book this thick on Dreamweaver. Uh, which is a, a program you can use to build websites. Because I'm thinking, well, if I'm going to own a website, I got to learn how to build them. Um, boy, you know, and I did. I read it twice and and learned how to build websites. And then, of course, six months later, I learned something called WordPress, and I basically slapped myself in the face. But the the, the original process was six months took everything. Like I learned Photoshop so that I could create a digital product image, like the ebook cover. Like it was ridiculous. And and then and then um, I know like it, there was no overnight, which is what you're looking for, like switch. But one of the biggest things that, that made a huge difference for me was I attended a webinar um, about a gentleman um, who started talking about outsourcing. And so I mean I know like the book Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week could come out, but this was like a different type of outsourcing. This was like just get a virtual assistant in the Philippines for two dollars an hour which I was like what so I did that and I, I found someone who I was paying at the time I think sixty dollars a week and it was me and him in this basement room in my parents house building my business and the coolest thing is he's still with me today he gets paid a lot more and I've, I employ his entire family and we have a staff in America uh, of ten people so it's just amazing that it started with that. But what that allowed me to do, and this is the most important part that I'm getting to, is remove myself from the uh, the, the 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 conveyor belt. You know, the the process of the like put the nut on the bolt, and you know, and then become the CEO and the visionary. Uh, because it, it, there's never. I mean, if you were to create a to-do list of everything you need to do to start a business, run the business, make it happen, it's an unlimited thing and every single one of those items has a potential for problems you know that's business like we just kinda of face that fact that comes with the territory like everything you do is gonna have some sort of problem attached to it like technology doesn't work or something breaks or whatever and when you can remove yourself as much as you can even at what, how much little money I was making it that was the biggest catapulting difference um, for me and I even and ended up creating a course on outsourcing only because I truly felt like I didn't even want to do that, but I felt that that's what so many entrepreneurs, especially at a startup level, were were experiencing. Not just not knowing what to do, like they had no direction, but then they they didn't have the time or the the know how to do all the things that everyone was telling them to do. And uh, if you can kind of remove yourself and and get a little workforce to to help you, like it just speeds it up so much. Yeah, well, I had one of the, one of our most viewed shows was with Rebecca Rodice, and she was talking about how to um, expand your business beyond yourself, how to outsource, how to use VAs, because it's it's you know you have a lot of people telling us to do that, and I'm actually in that process right now, hiring a staff and getting go, but it's not as easy as just plug and play. 
right? I mean, it's not just a matter of saying, okay, let's time to outsource and start passing off things. What's one thing that you would tell somebody that as you're entering into the outsourcing yeah. uh, time, what, what, what can you outsource? What are some things that you... Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny because I actually do think it's really easy. Um, a lot of people don't. They, they really don't. And, I, and then and I go in my head, I'm like, what am I doing that other people aren't? And I've always kind of been on this discovery path. So the f I think the biggest thing I've had in my favor is that when I described the bartending story, I did it all myself. HTML, Photoshop, copywriting, everything. I did it all myself. So we were able, and we use a fantastic resource that Michael Hyatt even recommends, and that's how I originally found it, was through his podcast, uh, sweetprocess.com. And it allows you to make step-by-step -step process maps of everything. So when we do a lot of repetitive things like building out a membership site or integrating the membership site with our shopping cart. Like we have in like a Lego, because I just saw that movie, Lego instruction <laughs> manual that we can give to anybody. So we we brought on a new virtual assistant recently. So that's the first step is like know the steps and document them as a process. And when you use Sweet Process, it doesn't matter who the, the virtual assistant is because if they're gone, the next person can just go right into it. And we've seen that happen. It's so cool. It's like they do it without missing a beat. And so that, that's the first step. But what we had happen is we hired on a, a person dur during a project. And this person was no good. And I could, you know, I've been doing this for so long, I could see their problems immediately. But what I've done is I've actually removed myself so much that we have project managers who are managing the assistants in the Philippines now. So I just tell them what I want. They have to communicate it to the to the virtual assistant, and that person has to execute. Wasn't working. So I just brought on someone new and showed them the process maps, and literally we were able to hit our deadlines without skipping a beat because the, the process and the steps were, were in place. Um, and and so like if you're willing to to put those processes in, which takes time, uh, it it will save in the long run. It's like, are you trying to do the get rich quick like six months business explosion, or is this a long haul uh, thing you're doing? Um, but that the second step is a uh, hiring process. Um, yeah, I, sure I'm gonna. Question. I'm going to cut you there because we're, we're, our time is going to be short, and I know that we could talk about outsourcing forever. But I got some people that are talking. All right, look, um, you went from uh, you just said that that everybody's looking for the fast track, and it takes a long time, right? But I'm looking at this, and you said in 2011 you launched your first product, and it's 2014. This is three years to go from launching. I mean, that that to me seems like an amazingly fast amount of time to get the kind of success that you're seeing. So let's break this down for the yeah. for our viewers. All right, right now there's somebody on the call who is a small business and they want to take their business beyond themselves. They want to, you know, enter into this. Um, it, I, I like what Neil Schaefer says. Neil Schaefer says people don't scale, right? And he says if there was one thing I wish I had done in my business. He's a social media consultant. I wish I would have been, done product development. So there's a lot of people on the call asking about how do I do the product development what would you tell them right now starting out where they are uh, if you were to just give them real quick blocks, not every little piece of minutia, but get an outline, sell it, outsource. What are some other things that you want us to, to kind of think about? Yeah, the, fir the first thing and the biggest thing is list building. Um, if you don't have a, a solid strategy for list building, um, that's, where you, that's where you need to start because you need to have people that you can sell the product to. You can't, you can't just 
put a banner ad on the image and say, here's my $200, $500 product, click here to buy it. Everything comes down to a sales funnel and a process or an experience that you have to take people through. And it starts with list building and saying, okay, yeah, yeah, I have a list building strategy, I have a free report or a free video or a free guide or whatever is not a list building strategy. A list building strategy includes a traffic source that goes over to some sort of squeeze page or landing page that collects the information from the visitor and then delivers whatever you know you've you've promised them. So it's it's bigger than just saying, yeah, no, I have list building done. I have a I have a, a report on my uh, my blog. Well, how much traffic? Well, I don't get any traffic on my blog. So how's your list building doing? Right. Um, so so that's all I when people ask me like, how do I use YouTube? That's all I use YouTube for is at the end, if you go look on my 220 videos on there, at the end of every single video, we invite people to opt in or subscribe or take the next step with us. We use Facebook advertising, we do joint venture webinars and um, other things like that. But there, it all begins and ends with list building because you can't sell a product to people that aren't on your list. How many people were on your list in 2011? Um, when you first launched, yeah, into zero, <laughs> pretty, pretty zero. much zero. Um, wow. Yeah, we we um, we leveraged um, joint venture partners heavily. Yeah, okay, heavily. And it was it was something that like we did totally backwards, and I've never done it really again. Uh, where we just reached out to. I had a business partner. Um, we reached out to every friend, and we we pulled in every favor we could. Um, and and did you know promotions and and whatnot? So my list was very small, um, maybe a couple thousand at the time. So like none of the sales came from my list; it was all from from new people. But we didn't send people to like the e the emails. If I had you promote, it wasn't you sending an email to a sales page. They would send an email to either a opt-in page of ours. So we built our list or to some sort of webinar, whether it was live or automated, so we were collecting the lead first, then putting them into some sort of sales funnel. And that's always the first step, whether it's with a JV or you're using social media. What's the best social media platform that you use um, of LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, well, of course, YouTube, but uh, uh, aside from YouTube, what, what do you like? Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Google+, Twitter? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I would say Facebook, but only because of Facebook advertising. Um, so you can't really call advertising a social platform, but um, but we're tapping into a social platform using advertising. Um, I'm not really, like, I don't really use, so I suck at social media. I use, um, you know, YouTube, I, I do consider a social platform. A lot of people don't for some weird reason, yeah. um, but... Uh, Instagram would be the only other thing, but Instagram's more for like my friends. So, so we've given up on the whole Facebook fan page, like really even trying to post anything. You know, there's been like all these reports of Facebook saying like, look, you're you got to pay to play. You know, so we said, okay, cool, we'll we'll pay, and it's literally paid off for us, uh, big time. Because um, when you can see an ROI really quickly on your uh, promotional efforts, you just keep spending money. Because it keeps making you more money, so we love we love Facebook advertising definitely. Yeah, you're definitely doing amazing on Facebook advertising this week. As I've been researching and getting ready for the interview, I have it. You've been following me everywhere, 
everything I open up, there's James Wedmore staring at me. So uh, you're and I've been surfing right. all week, so I haven't been doing a thing. <laughs> yeah, <That's great. laughs> awesome. What about we get a lot of people here? Google Plus, Hangouts on Air, YouTube. I mean, you're a YouTube genius. It would seem that you would be using Hangouts on Air more. Why don't you? Um. You know, it's always that thought in the back of my head um, that I should be, and I think the only the only reason I don't is because where I've really gone in the past year has been to a creative and production quality style content because that can be pretty much unrivaled by most people uh, in our industry. Is if I have a video team. Uh, and and a writer and myself, we can create anything we want and use my crazy imagination to to make things come to life. Uh, versus a hangout, which is really just interviews. And um, I guess I've just been on the receiving end of so many that I I just don't end up doing my own. Um, but if I had the choice to say, James, get on for 30 minutes and do something live or like sit down at a writer's desk and come up with anything you want and we're going to make it, I'm always going to choose that, that latter option just because it's, it's what I enjoy more. I have to have my creative outlet fueled with what I do. Otherwise, I go a little crazy. And that's really why I, I use YouTube. You're such a perfectionist on YouTube. I love your outtakes at the end, but what that tells me is that you've really gone to great lengths to make sure that the three-minute, five-minute videos are perfect, and they really are. Does that play into why maybe there's too many things that can go wrong in an HOA? Is that is that why? It's not that not too here? many things can go wrong. I'm like all about things going wrong because we do we do like other live stuff. Like we'll use GoToWebinar and do like live presentations and stuff. It's more like I kind of want to preserve my YouTube channel um, with just that that type of content. Um, I have no other way of explaining it. I mean, I might, it might go on and do it, but I guess, like, I don't... I tr Well, if you go look at my recorded videos on YouTube, I don't really do too many just talking head videos. And that's really all you can do with a Hangout, um, is, is just talk or have a conversation with someone. And then it ends up being, you know, like 30 minutes to an hour. And um, and so for our YouTube videos, we really want them to be just like short, three-minute, punchy. Yeah, I am I am a perfectionist, but that it, it's not necessarily perfectionism that keeps me. Maybe it is, and I'm just in denial. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like the short, punchy, like in-your-face, like content um, better. Even though, however, like it's totally proven that Google Hangouts, recorded Google Hangouts on air, um, are performing really well. They're ranking really well inside of YouTube. Um, and YouTube and Google really want us to use them. I was recently talking with Tia Kelly from Unbounce, and we were having a discussion about webinars versus Hangouts on Air and some of the pluses and minuses that kind of play into them. And uh, maybe maybe we could go into that discussion some other time. I wish we had time to go into it now because I think it's a fascinating discussion, it but yeah. it takes somebody like you or Sean or Lewis or you know one of you guys that understands the webinar side of it um, to be able to have that discussion, but I don't, I don't see hardly any of you guys over here on Hangouts on Air, so it's kind of difficult to get that, um, get that balance. Yeah. I'm just bringing up some questions from the audience. Um, sure. What about, uh, what about word of mouth marketing? Andy Lyons, a uh, good friend of both of ours, uh, is asking the question. Uh, what about word of mouth marketing? Referral engine. How do you use that? I don't know. Um, you know, I, I don't. It's one of those weird things where like. A real 
you know, if, if, if something is really word of mouth, which, you know, is the most powerful form of marketing and will transcend anything we're ever doing and ever will do, real word of mouth marketing has no agenda behind it. So, like, if I, if I tell Jason that he's got to check out this new site and he finds out that the only reason I'm telling him about that is because I get, you know, a free month for every friend I refer, and he knows that, he knows I have an agenda. So the only, like, real, like, where I'm like, Jason, you got to see this guy's stuff. His YouTube channel, his blog is amazing, and there's nothing in it for me. Um, then the only way that that really happened is by doing, by this person we're talking about is is being extraordinary, and they're doing something extraordinary. And so... That is the ultimate form of marketing, and so that's the ultimate strategy to get uh, word of mouth is just to be extraordinary, and that's why I can be called a perfectionist because I really do hope, like, I don't go for a viral strategy. I don't, I don't use, when I use YouTube, I don't go, oh, I hope this is the one that goes viral and makes my millions, uh, millions of views, um, but, but I do hope that, that people see it and be like, you, got, you know, email a friend and say, you got to see this. Um, and the only way I can control that is by the level of execution and experience that I provide and value I provide. I can't sit there and be like, and if you tell five of your friends, I'll make sure to mention you in my next video. Like, I'm never going to do that. Um, it's just about the quality that you provide to, to your audience. Yeah, we had a lot of questions here about outsourcing, and unfortunately, we don't have time to get them all. But I will bring them up. Mia Voss is asking outsourcing advice. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. And uh, Wayne Nix comes right back and he says, "I'm right there with you, Mia. I'd love to know more about how to effectively outsource." And of course, our good friend Tom Rolfson, he jumps in and says, "What's the biggest red flag that you found when reviewing candidates to select for outsourcing?" Jason, let me get into the 30-second answer. Number one, as we said earlier, write down everything that you're doing, especially the stuff that you don't enjoy doing. Number two, there's a great website called onlinejobs.ph. It's not onlinejobs.com. It's onlinejobs.ph. It's in the Philippines. And you can start finding Filipino virtual assistants, which I am such a huge fan of. They're amazing for relatively cheap there. And you just give them the step-by-step -step process. Just give them five hours of work a week to do. Now, the biggest red flag when I'm looking for people is um, if they say yes to every question that you have. So, like, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, not a problem. Not a problem. Not a problem. You want people that are just, like, real and imperfect because they're just trying to get the job and they're going to say anything they can to get the job. So we put people on trial weeks. We give them a week of a couple assignments to do, and then we evaluate them based on that. And the number one thing I look for is, is just hard work and hitting deadlines. That's all that matters to me. If they don't have skills, I can teach them the skills. So, that, 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 yeah, we could do a whole two hours. Um, oh, awesome. Paul uh, Steinbrook said, I bought your six-figure outsourcing product and implementing these strategies made a huge impact on my business. That's amazing, Paul. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I created that product uh, right after Video Traffic Academy because I'm like, all the stuff I got done, I couldn't, I couldn't have gotten done by myself. And it's I say that times 10 today. Like, there, that hasn't changed. It's only... I try and remove myself even more today, you know. Do you have a list of all the products that you have out there, or somewhere? Is there a, somewhere we can go and do some shopping, or what? What? No, no. That's what I love the most about what I do is I have friends from high school and college. Like, how? What? Are you making money? 
<laughs> and 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 like it's and even customers or like potential customers will send me a message and they're like, I'm really frustrated. I'm trying to buy one of your products and I can't find how to how to how, where is it? Where is it? I just want to give you my money. I'm like, sorry. Um, and and a lot of that is intentional. Um, for different reasons. Number one, I don't want to just put buy now buttons all over my blog. Um, that's that's the biggest reason. But number two, it's more important for me to build a relationship first. Um, so when people opt into my list, we we share with them other content and videos for subscribers only, uh, and then we kind of discover what it is that they want to learn more about, and then we can make offers uh, to them. Plus, a lot of the stuff I do is is like live launches and stuff. But um, yeah, someone could find one, any one of my websites, like VideoTrafficAcademy.com is my is my YouTube course we've been talking about. That's your flagship. Yeah. Yeah, that's easy to find. Just type in James Wedmore and you can find that one. Uh, yeah, I just like that little. There's a blo there's a blooper for you. We'll stick that at the very Hair end. broke. You know, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. We're we're right at the very end of it. But uh, you know, there there's so much that I I wanted to ask you about. I wish we could bring you back and talk more about outsourcing. I wish we could bring you back and talk more about um, how how you your perfectionism and your YouTube strategies. In fact, hey, why don't you give us three YouTube ninja tricks right away before we head out the door? Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, the the number one is that every single video that you've ever put on YouTube and every video that you ever will put on YouTube needs to be associated with one to two keywords. Now, keywords are the search terms that people are looking for. 60% of views on YouTube are keyword related, and Google owns YouTube, so they put their YouTube videos, they put YouTube videos on the homepage of Google when you type in certain keywords. So if you're making videos like my first video or, or episode two, no one's searching for those things, so you need to switch them to a keyword like a how-to. If you can put a how-to in front of any video you have, you, you, you're going to you know, quadruple your traffic. You really are. So we put it in the title, the description, and the tags. The next thing we do is you really, what will help you outrank anybody else once you have the keywords is having a channel of authority. So getting more subscribers, which we could go, that could be a 30 minute call right there. Um, and then what we do a lot, a lot of stuff, if you're into SEO and backlinking, is we send backlinks, quality backlinks, to your YouTube channel. So from your blog or any other websites you have, backlink to your channel, and that helps show YouTube and Google that you're a channel of authority. Now and the last thing I'll say about YouTube, is that it's getting gaining a lot more popularity today, especially as YouTube advertising has become popular. But I've been talking about this since I've been, you know, blue in the face now since 2010, because YouTube is a slow man's it's the tortoise race, really. It really is. And you know, um, Jason said at the beginning of the call, he's like, and now he's gotten one million views, and I'm like, oh man, that was like four months ago. I need to update it because now we're at 2.1 million views. Wow. And, and so we've seen the hockey stick where it's just been like years of this and then all of a sudden it just skyrockets and this happens with a lot of people it's a patience game it's a uh, it's a tortoise wins the race kinda game so it's people tend to go ah YouTube's not for me it's not sexy enough and so what I recommend is you're doing YouTube in the background then you can do whatever else you think is fun and sexy like Facebook ads or podcasting but YouTube should just be this core thing because it ain't going anywhere it's what makes Google money and the way they got to keep people on YouTube is they keep putting YouTube videos in Google. And so like when you think that way it's just like they're not it's not going anywhere anytime soon. So just keep making YouTube videos. So right. I, I think then uh, in, to, to wrap it up what do we talk about? You want to launch a product, you need to outline your product, sell it before you uh, 
sell it before you build it. Make sure you have yeah. a list. Make sure you have a good, clear uh, email marketing funnel where you're a lead capture funnel, right? And uh, build your list. A lot of lot of discussion now about how list building is dead and it's not effective anymore. And then I see guys like yourself and and well, like I said, Sean and Lewis and and other. I mean, you guys are just like killing it right now. And it's because of the, the these lists. And Derek, you know, uh, of course. So. Um, yeah, I think that as, as we wrap up, I hope everybody that's on the call today, I hope we had enough discussions over there on Twitter. I hope everybody had fun here. Keep asking questions. James, you may have some time to pop in and just say hello or answer a question or two on the stream. If you can, if you can't, I understand you're an extremely busy guy, uh, but we're we're deeply grateful that you, you stopped on by On Track Tips. And uh, get on track, stay on track. And we are helping your small business one expert at a time. Today's expert, James Wedmore. James, tell us where can we find you what do you want us to do to oh just subscribe to my youtube channel youtube.com forward slash james wedmore that would be amazing leave a comment on one of the videos even if it's a bad comment like you don't like my stuff i'd still <laughs> like to hear from you <laughs> <laughs> man all right we'll see you later i hate to let you go but that's the way it goes 30 minutes and we're done so for Fast. the sake of our listeners we're out of here Take bye care. now